And we're coming back from summer vacation in three, two. the feel to be back from what summer is vacation up everybody what's going on uh, i saw your face you forgot the uh, the new edition of the drop i my did i forgot <laughs> <laughs> joe has been spoiled he now has a denver nuggets win the championship right next to a philadelphia eagles win the super bowl drop yeah yeah i am uh i am the worst person to know at this point <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but this is Cheers from the Press Box. We're back from summer vacation. I have a new microphone. Brennan is still in his new apartment, uh, experiencing new levels of success, hitting the road and yeah. such. Um, be in Philly, October 6th and 7th. Philly, October 6th and 7th. You folks be out there. All my Philly people that I have none of because I'm not from there. <laughs> um, Kyle, uh, you can, we're going to, do the thing. We're going to do the deed. We are here to. Did you forget how we do this? I forgot so bad. We're going to do the big hits, the kickoffs. We're going to start with the kickoffs. <laughs> we're going to start with the kickoffs. We're going to get into some of the bigger topics. We're going to give you some of our NFL rankings. Uh, we're going to talk about who's going to get traded first in the NBA. Then we've got a couple of MLB stories. Then we've got the quick hits. We're going to talk about the WNBA, a little soccer corner, big soccer corner, actually. Um, and then we got a walk off. I uh, got a bit of a walk off here. And so, without any further ado, ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Oh, here we go. All right, Brennan. Bum, 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 bum. Ba -da, ba -da, ba -da. We haven't done that in a while. It's good to be All back. Right. I just want to tell the people it's great to be back. So oh, glad. Geez. The best. It's the How best. This happen? Couldn't even wait five minutes. I'm sorry. Into... Jesus Christ. Um, I think you need to get better heroes. Those that don't get indicted <laughs> four times. <laughs> it's not a hero. Uh, it's just fun. It's good old fashioned fun. All right, brother. I have a very important question for you. Yes. Do you have tears? No. Okay. Oh man, a tradition unlike any other. And that is I my back. <laughs> was gonna do the tears, but every year you make fun of me for the tears, so I didn't do the tears. <laughs> oh, I shaved him out of the tears, man. Well, oh. not only that, but the tears. To be honest with the listeners, and full transparency with you, the tears were kind of a thing to where I could be like. The reason I started doing the tears is because I could be like, oh, yeah, like I have like they might be in like three different numbers, but I have them in the same general area. Mm. But the problem with that is if you're wrong on a team, it's you're just wrong. Like I'm just way off. So it didn't matter if it was in a tier or not. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. OK. All right. Um, I will start with you. Let's do these in increments of uh, there's 16. So increments of four. OK. All right, so it'll be four segments of four. So we're going to start with our bottom and work our way up, correct? Work our way up. We're only going to give you guys half this week, and then we're going to give you the second half next week uh, going into the first game on Thursday. Absolutely. Week, obviously. All right, so my bottom four, starting with 32, I have the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. 31, I have the Houston Texans. 30, I have the Carolina Panthers. Now, this might surprise a lot of people. At 29, this might be a big shocker. I've got the Chicago Bears. Wow. Well, you're not on the Mike Wilbon train that they're going to win the division. No. <clears throat> okay, that's interesting. Um, I'll, I'll go over my bottom four real fast. Uh, number 32, we agree, Arizona Cardinals. 
31, I have the Indianapolis Colts. Wow. 30, I have the Washington Commanders. And 29th, I have the Las Vegas Raiders. Wow, we are we are disagreeing already. Uh, well, Welcome well, back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the Cardinals, yeah. it's obvious. It's Kyler Murray's out. The team is falling apart. Kyler's out. The whole team is in flux. They just traded Isaiah Simmons to the Giants. Uh, new coach, rookie coach, defensive coach has to get you know a full probably year under his legs. Um, you got Houston to, down. I wanted I, to ask you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was about to say, I don't have Houston much further. <laughs> but. Yeah, I, and I don't have the Colts much further. They may or may not okay. be my next one. Uh, <laughs> but the thing that's is strange to me is, do, do you, because I know you're not a big draft guy, do you feel any sort of way when a team spends, like, such a high pick on a player and, they, and, and they're actually trades them. Yeah, they're not and they're not bad. They're not a bad player. It's just the team is kind of crumbling. So then they get they like cut bait and run like that makes me so frustrated. Um, It doesn't make me frustrated. It actually is. Honestly, it's good on them because they're saying, hey, you don't have to suffer with us. Like, well, not only that, but we can't. Af- yeah, we can't afford you on the next contract. Like, yeah, I understand why they're doing it. They're doing it because the player's not proven enough, and they're not going to pay them a hundred million dollars to maybe be a great player. But it just like draft picks before the draft are like so valuable, and then well, me, in August they're like, year. yeah, we'll take a seventh round pick for the number three overall, and you're like, what the fuck. We talk about it all the time, though. It's it's the lottery, and the, and the yep, lottery right. goes both ways. It's not just you know on the player, but it's the player going to the right situation. If yeah, the situation absolutely. crumbles in the two three years that they're there. Then you have a potentially wasted pick, not a bust, but a wasted pick. You have a good player yeah. just sitting on a bad team. JJ Watt for a long time, just a good player yep. sitting on a bad team that has no real aspirations. Yeah, it was just when I saw the Isaiah Simmons trade, I was like, because I remember when he got drafted, I was like, this defense is going to be sick. Yeah. I was say, I mean, also, I mean, Trey Lance, by the way, you were right. You can take a victory lap on Trey Lance. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, they spent all that draft capital, three first round picks in the next three drafts. Did you see what uh, the picks were? Did you see that um, graphic? I saw like potential people they could have had, but I didn't see the. No, I mean, years. do you know who the Dolphins now have on their team because of that trade? Uh, is Waddle one of them? Waddle, Tyreek Hill. Oh, because they traded that pick. Yeah, uh, and then that's right, someone they traded else. with the Dolphins. Yeah, damn. It's Waddle, Tyreek Hill, and then another like major player on their team is probably like Kevon like, Holland or somebody. Yeah, it's something crazy. And then yeah, like you said, the the. I saw the graphic where it wasn't even like cherry picked. It was literally the next ten picks, and all those yeah, guys are like day Michael one starters. Michael Parsons, yeah. Jamar Chase, like uh, even like, even Rashawn Slater over Devonta, in L.A. Uh, Devonta Smith, I think, is like later in that draft. Justin Jefferson is later in that draft. Like you could have just got a talented player to put next to Jimmy Garoppolo, and instead you reach for a quarterback who, I mean, we all kind of were like. The guy played one year last year of college football. Is that who you really want to hit your wagon to? Yeah, that's why. Um, that's why it's weird with the, especially with the quarterbacks we saw with uh, Big Money Mitch. Mitch Trubisky only played one year in college. Trey Lance only played one year in college. You get these guys, and I mean, sometimes it doesn't work out. Like Barkley, I don't know if you remember Barkley. Matt from Barclays. USC. Of course I remember. He was supposed to be a top five pick. And then it was like, I'm opting. He said it in front of that big Christmas tree. I remember where I was. Or I remember watching it where he goes, I'm coming back. And everyone freaked out and cheered. He jumped all the way to the fourth round mm-hmm. because and he was a top five pick. So it's like a lot of times these quarterbacks are propped up and we know this. They're propped up and it's actually not. Look, my biggest uh, one of the tenets of this show that I've held for a long time. Sam Darnold became a top five pick on one game. Just yeah. one game. Yeah. No one ever saw that that next season. Just that uh, one you and I have talked about New that Year's game. <laughs> so all right. All right. I was trying next to keep four. Short show. Let's get yeah. next four. You want me to go first? I'll go first this four. Yeah, we'll snake it. So I got this is very biased of me. Cleveland Browns. Wow. <laughs> uh, then I have the Houston Texans. 
Then I have the Green Bay Packers. Then I have the New England Patriots. Wow. Real quick, just for the listeners uh, listening right now, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, Bradley Chubb was the other one. Oh. A 2025 fifth-round pick and Channing Tindall, the linebacker. Um, so, yeah, they won that trade. Uh, all right. 28 to 25. One more time. Do yours one more time. Cleveland, Houston, Green Bay, New England. So one of us is going to look very, very smart this year, and one of us is not. Because <laughs> I've got all the, I've got all different teams. I've got the Indianapolis Colts, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the L.A. Rams, and the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, for the Rams, I mean, I know they won the Super Bowl, and that's all that matters. And if you ask Joe, it doesn't matter because they won the Super Bowl. But doesn't matter. I believe I had that. They're going to be terrible this year, and I believe I had that. Okay, Sean McVay still has a championship ring. <laughs> yeah, what, what, why did Sean McVay come back? He talked about retiring last year because he hates losing and then came back with literally the youngest roster in the NFL by a wide margin. Some guys like coaching, you know, coach up those young guys. But he doesn't. Allegedly. Well, what I'm saying is the reason I say he doesn't is because last year he lost like four games and was having a, like an existential crisis. The crisis happened prior to it was like after. Oh, the Super was it? Bowl. Okay, yeah, it wasn't in the season. It For some reason, like, I thought like he lost back? a couple games and like freaked out. No, it was like, is he gonna come back to coach after the Super Bowl because he can go get a TV gig and just be done? So. That's true, and it's like the old saying says, you know, it's the happy ending depends on where you end the story because. I've been saying for three years, they mar- mortgaged their future to try to win a championship. And then they won that championship. And now, obviously, the, the bill has come to. Yeah. But it's like they won the championship. So who was re- like, I was right, obviously, because now they're going to stink. But also they won. So who cares? Yeah, exactly. You can never take away that ring. Yeah. Unless you send it to an auction. But anyway. Uh, 24 to 21. All right. Snaking it. So I'm going now. I've got at 24, I've got the Washington Commanders, the Denver Broncos. Believe it or not, I have the Raiders at 22. Wow. And then I have the New Orleans Saints at 21. Wow. Who is the Raiders quarterback for this season? Can... The Raiders quarterback for this season? Yeah. For this season right now? During the season coming up. Jimmy Garoppolo. As I said, who is the quarterback for the Raiders? Is Super Bowl appearance, Jimmy Garoppolo. Who will get hurt, undoubtedly. Who Who's the quarterback for the Raiders? I'm not here to predict injuries, Joe. <laughs> I'm just here to look at the rosters as they lay. No, I think another year in that um, uh, that offense. Is another year. Be, it's the first year. I, I mean, another year for, <laughs> for the rest of the team. Oh, so the okay. rest of the team has another year in the offense. Jimmy's ran this offense before. We all know that. It's uh, what's his name? Uh, good old uh, Patriots. McDaniels. Off of McDaniels. Yeah. Josh McDaniels. And now Tom is uh, the the co-owner. So. Oh, he is? Yeah. He is. That went through. Uh, 24 to 21 for me. I have, uh, as Brendan mentioned, the New Orleans Saints. Number 23, I have the New York Football Giants. Wow. No Number Brian two. Dable love. Uh, <laughs> number 22. We saw how they got pants in the playoffs. It's not. There was, it was a false bill of goods last year. They won so many random one score games. Like the, the them bill and the Vikings, man. The bill is coming due on that. Um, Saquon, you, you had the holdout situation with that. Daniel Jones still really doesn't have any receivers. Like we know you can run now, so you're not just gonna get free lanes. So Daniel Jones, the white Michael Vick. Uh, someone, someone at work said that to me, and I was like, "You're out of your mind." Speaking of, at 22, the Atlanta Falcons. Hey. And number 21, the Tennessee Titans. Okay. So no love for Tennessee. I actually had Tennessee around this area, and then all I thought was Vrabel, Derrick Henry, even though he's older, even though I don't value the running back position. I I have no issue with Derrick Henry. It's Tannehill. Yeah, you're right. No receivers. receivers. Yeah. Obviously, you got DeAndre Hopkins, like, two years too late, maybe. Still really good, but is he going to be a game-breaker? Well, DeAndre Hopkins was always more of a I-can-catch-anything, just-put-the-ball-up kind of a receiver. He wasn't like a catch-and-run, like a Tyreek Hill. Of course. 
But it's like the quarterback who has to throw it to him is also factored into that. You mean the wide receiver that's going to be throwing it to him? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, what do you got next? Uh, Okay, so it's my last four, 20 to 17. Yeah, we're top 20 now, baby. All right. Number 20, Chicago. 19. This is all people who are missing the playoffs, I'm pretty sure. How many people Yeah, 14. 14 now? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, these all are teams missing. Uh, Chicago at 20. The Rams at 19. Tampa Bay at 18. And the Pittsburgh Steelers at 17. But I will let you know, Brennan. I went through all the uh, – I went. This is, like, scientifically done. I went through all the uh, scheduling – I did. See, you did it differently than I did. I did. I didn't. I just did it based on like how, like what teams I think are better than other teams. No, I, I mean, eventually I did that as well. Yeah. But I went through all the schedules, made sure, you know, all the overlaps. And the Pittsburgh Steelers will go nine and eight this year. <laughs> also, uh, I should say my 14 to 18 all are nine and eight teams, so it's kind of interchangeable who makes it into the postseason or not. Yeah, you um, for that last spot, that last spot. You're not going to hear this me say the Steelers this week. You'll hear that next week. Oh, so okay. Mike Tomlin's burned me too many times. I'm <laughs> nothing but faith in that man. All right, uh, I've got. So I said the New Orleans Saints. I have a 21. Then at 20, I have the Green Bay Packers. That's only because we don't know about Jordan Love. Everyone's raving about him in practice. He looks good though. in the preseason, but. Um, then I have the New England Patriots at 19. That's definitely a after last year. God knows what's going on. I know. And I, I, I should have put them higher because they've got real coaches now, but I don't know. Mac Jones after last year looks bad. Higher. You got to remember. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You got to take into account the division. They've got three of the probably best teams in the AFC. You're absolutely right. Um, and then I have the Titans and then at 17, Again, this isn't depicting of the playoffs or anything. This is just like if I thought all the teams above them were playing in a 10-game series, who would win the most? I've got uh, the Seahawks. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll get Seahawks, Seahawks are a lot of people's year. darlings this year, but I just – I the teams I have above them, I just think if they played, you know, five times, they get three, and the Seahawks would only get two. I think for the most part we have um – we have more teams than not in each other's. We yeah. have some overlap. And, and in each other's tier, as it were, yeah. the bottom tier. <laughs> the bottom half, yeah. I would say there's a couple teams that you haven't mentioned yet. I haven't mentioned yet. But, um, yeah, I, I think we're pretty on the same page for the most part. I think we know who the top teams are. and then after Yeah, that, I think the top four fillers. are going to be the same. And then, I mean, that's the thing. The bottom three and the top four and then everywhere else. It's just like, I think- it's like. The not, the same, not the same, not the same, not the same spots. But honestly, I think our top seven or eight may be similar. So, well, as long as you have my team and I have your team, then mm. our seven will be similar. Mm. Mm. That's Again, true. I did it. I did it on uh, wins and losses. <laughs> yeah, that's why I've, I've got the Eagles out of the top five. Oh, bang bang! Shots fired. Um, all right constitutional <laughs> all right brother uh, everyone's freaking out like how could you have the eagles you're gonna have to listen <laughs> to the next week and see if that's true or if i just made it up gotta stick around folks gotta stick around where do i have the jags it's a great question um brendan better not have a slower than 10 <laughs> brendan who knows uh we Threaten to you know break our summer vacation in the event there was a big trade acquisition in the NBA. If Dame, who was angling to go to Miami, were to go, or if James Harden, who was angling to go to Los Angeles, the Clippers, that is, uh, were to have gone, and Brennan, we were able to enjoy a nice, peaceful summer vacation. Yes, neither of these men were moved. Both of them have uh, had their own issues with the NBA. Well, I guess the NBA has had issues with the way they're handling their business. Uh, the NBA put out a statement on Dame because he's him and his agents are trying to gear the trade to one team and one team only, which takes out everybody's interest to make supplemental trades, uh, make uh, trade offers 
to Portland. Thus, the Heat are not making any better offer because why? They're going to bet against themselves. Uh, Harden went to China. That's very important in all of this because he went to China and said Daryl Morey's a liar. Now, never play for an organization he's in charge of again. Uh, Daryl Morey famously tweeted that uh, the Chinese government was being uh, – too harsh on Hong Kong when Hong Kong was uh, reintegrating into society and said justice for Hong Kong. So he doesn't have a lot of fans in China, that man, Daryl Morey. Brennan, which of these two trades, this has been summer long, which of these two trades do you think gets completed first? Damn, uh, I don't think either of them get completed uh, anytime soon. But the one I would say is Dame only because Daryl Morey has shown in the past when everyone was like, just get what you can for Ben Simmons, like just cut cut bait or the same, you know what I mean? Like all this kind of situation. He's been known to be like, no, I'll sit on the asset. Thank you, though. But I'll sit on the asset. I think in Dame's situation, it's a little different because I think what's going to happen is someone's going to come with like a big offer and Portland's going to go, sorry, we know you wanted to go to Miami, but you're going to Utah or, you know, wherever. It's like, because he doesn't have a no trade clause. And I understand they're trying to help the asset. And it's interesting when fans of like, say Miami are like, oh no, you should, because especially because that's where he wants to go. They're like, you need to help Dame out. Like Dame's done so much for your franchise. It's like, yeah, like you guys helped Dwayne Wade out when you kicked him out the door to go to Chicago. Like, I don't understand what the, what your point is. Like, because he's not a distressed asset, all of a sudden it's like, no, you have to give him pennies on the dollar for him. Like, absolutely not. So to answer your question, I think Dame is the first one out because I don't I don't think Daryl Morey has any problem sitting on Harden. And also because Dame loves, like KD, Dame loves ball. So Dame is going to play because he loves basketball. Harden, as we all know, I think could take or leave it. So I think Harden is going to just decrease his value by sitting on the bench, whereas Dame is going to increase his value by playing. But I don't have him going to Miami. You don't have him going to Miami. No, Miami. I mean, he very well could go to Miami. But what I'm saying is that if Portland wants to do what's best for Portland, it's not going to be Miami. Miami doesn't have the piece. Were they going to trade a guard for a guard? They already have guards. They yeah, need a no, hero. I mean, um, so that's if Miami had Miami the pieces, awesome. it would already be done. Uh, Miami, they're going to need a third team to take yep. the hero of it all. If it's going to get dealt with Miami, I too think Miami will be the first. I mean, I think Damian Lillard would be the first of the two trades to happen. Um, Do you, are you saying that because you think Portland would move him more quickly or because Daryl's not going to move Harden? Oh, uh, the stubbornness of Daryl Moore. Yeah, okay. Darryl so Moore we're on the same just, page with that. Yeah. He will sit. Harden's going to show up with the fat suit and everything. Daryl Moore is just going to be like, nope, nope, nah, I don't care. Uh, yeah. I don't care. Ankle injury. Uh, his hamstring's going to come back after a year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's going to leave his liver in China, have to get a new one once he gets back. I heard a funny, uh, I, I heard like a funny hypothesis that maybe he'll just go to China and make like gobs of money for like two years. I don't, I don't think he's going to do that in the middle of his career. Um, I, I've, I find that very unlikely. Okay, because I don't know if there's, I don't know what the rules are. I don't know if he's under contract in uh, the United States if he can go play in China. I don't, I don't know what any of the rules are. No, you can't. I mean, there's a, if you're under contract in America, you can't play anywhere else. Yeah, because the NBA owns the Chinese league too, doesn't it? No. Oh. <laughs> you think the NBA? You think China's gonna let somebody own something on their? Street? No, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I just well because I have a couple friends in New York that worked for the NBA in China, so that's why yeah. I like didn't know. I was about to say, there's some... There's they have some, an influence in China. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Right. I was about to say, there's some cross-referencing, but... The well, because I know they own the WNBA. That's why I was... I didn't know if they have, like, the like little leagues all over the world. I don't think they own... It's funny. I don't think they own the WNBA. They supplement it, think, though. Yeah, I was about to say, it's like a partnership more so than anything. But most of... Uh, Call it whatever it, you want. We know <laughs> what that No, means. no. At this point, because when it first started, the NBA supplemented a lot of it. Yeah, and a lot of NBA owners were owners of WNBA. That's teams. what it was, yeah. But now there's independent owners of the W and the NBA. Like they okay. don't overlap everywhere. Yeah. So when yeah. I say own, you know, I mean like just kind of like, you know what I mean. I don't mean like yeah. actually own. I know there's owners in professional sports. Everybody. Yeah. So um, 
Yeah. Dame. Dame's uh, going first. Dame moves first. But if Dame doesn't get moved at all, Brendan, we have the most awkward of all games. Or if he does get moved to Miami, we have one of the most awkward of all televised games. I believe it's going to be February 27th. It's going to be four days after the trade deadline. The only nationally televised game for Portland, and they will play the, the Miami, Miami Heat. <laughs> That'll be fun. That'll be hysterical. Uh, Brennan, a little baseball news. We're winding down. We're entering uh, September here for the playoff push, final playoff push. My Marlins have uh, kind of kind of screwed themselves. I mean, you had you had a series against the Nats you could have won, uh, and you lost two out of the three games after coming off what was probably the toughest stretch of our schedule. Uh, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Shohei Otani and his uh, offseason value. After his, uh, they're gonna miss UCL the playoffs again. Injury. They're gonna miss the playoffs again. After his UCL injury, Brennan, the Angels could have traded him at his peak value, gotten a ton. Um, but we all said it was stupid. You ride Shohei until you don't have him anymore. You don't want to be the GM that let him go uh, because nothing is gonna be uh, equal value in return. Yep. See Mookie Betts in Boston, for example. See Mookie Betts in Boston, exactly. Um, so they didn't trade him. He's been pitching and hitting at a high level, but every couple of days, uh, every couple of outings pitching, a uh, fingernail here, uh, a blister here, something happened in his fingers and until one game where he goes and he has to get pulled early. And he, I think it was like the first game of a double header potentially. And they say he tore his UCL. UCL, for those, that's when you need Tommy John surgery. He has yep. already had Tommy John surgery a couple of years ago. He DH'd uh, through that entire time. Um, but this is now going to be his second potential procedure. Uh, and the, the, the pool of players that have come back from two procedures and have been able to pitch at a high level – is very, very small. So, Brett, what do you think this does to his uh, financial aspirations this offseason? Because he's a free agent. He can go anywhere. But you may get diminishing returns as far as the pitching prospect that is Shoei Otani. Uh, still able to hit the ball. Still you know, able to run and do all those things. But you're getting primarily a DH, and we don't know what the future is for his pitching. Yeah, so this happened to a <clears throat> this happened to Josh Allen last year in the NFL. After week eight, he messed up his UCL, and that's why he could no longer throw those like dime passes, like those short, quick passes. He had to kind of lob the ball because uh, of the uh, the different mechanics of the elbow. Uh, this doesn't do anything. Uh, we talk about it all the time. Uh, owners, and in this case, baseball managers, everyone's going to be like, "Don't worry, we'll be able to." manage Shohei. We'll be we'll be able to make sure he's okay. We see it all the time in every sport. Every GM, every coach is like, we'll fix it. We'll we'll do it better. So I think this affects him doesn't affect him at all when it comes to uh free agency. I do think it's pretty gangster how he's not taking like he's doing his own thing with the treatment and stuff. Do you see you were like refusing MRI a couple of weeks ago yeah. before they could even find this out? He's not talking to anybody about his injury. I think that's that's very, uh, very not cool, but that's just kind of like a, a G move where he's like, yeah, handle it. Um, but yeah, I don't think this affects his value at all. I, I still think he's going to be the first $800 million baseball player. That That's by far overshooting the mark there. 500, 500 mil. Thirteen. You said by far we're three hundred mil apart. Brandon, do you know how much three million dollars? Three hundred million isn't that much when we're talking about between five and eight. Three hundred million is is literally the contract of fucking movie bets yeah. or Fernando Tate. Like um, you just added another contract to what would have been the monstrous contract. I heard a little birdie told me that I believe it was the Mets are going to try to blow him out of the water and offer him a billion dollars for 15 years. That's what I heard. Your, bird, your birdie is stupid. <laughs> stupid. Uh, so birdie is just stupid. I mean, well, he doesn't no want to play on the other. East Coast anyway. 
I was, there's just no other way to, to say that. But, um, yeah, I think uh, – I don't think he'll be the same pitching prospect ever again. Um, no. People have surmised maybe he could become a setup man or a closer. We saw him close out the World Baseball Classic against his teammate Mike Trout. So that could be a particular opportunity. That way you don't uh, exhaust the arm as much. It's not as strenuous as doing – Six innings, nine. That innings. That would be kind of cool. Um, yeah, like like home DH. games, you're the closer because exactly. you're the DH, and then away games, you're the closer because you're the pitcher. Oh no, you you can still DH, uh, DH is universal now. No, no, no. But I'm saying, depending on if you're home, you're the last to bat. If you're away, isn't oh, that how it works? I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So he could like do a closer, uh, closer. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> he could have a he could have a walk off home run, and then the very next away game have like a a, a shutout in the uh, the ninth in to the close ninth, out a game. Yeah, yeah. Close it out. Um, but yeah, no, I think that may be the future. Um, people have talked about how he would want to structure the contract because he's not going to be pitch, able to pitch all of next year. So maybe a two year. Uh, a four or five year deal, but an option after two or three years to get out early and try to go back in the market immediately. Once you're able to show what you can do as a pitcher, uh, kind of similar to what uh, Carlos Correa did. He signed like a two, three year deal with the twins option after two. And then he went to the market, but then what he found out when he went to the market was all the teams that did the medicals, uh, they noticed he had a degenerative knee issue, so they all kind of backed away. The Giants backed away. The Mets backed away. The Yankees backked away. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He was expecting, yeah. like, this huge deal, and then... And they just re-signed with the Twins, because the Twins were like, I mean, we don't... You already played with us. We're a small market team, so, yeah, this hasn't bothered you in the past. It's a medical issue that was found out, like, when he was in the minors, but yeah. it hasn't come to fruition yet, so... Yeah, because didn't like the Mets offer him like three hundred million dollars? The then... Mets offered him me three hundred mil. The Giants had three. Like he had a press conference with the Giants. That's what it was, and then it was just <laughs> off the table. And then it was like, okay, he hasn't signed though. <laughs> but so yeah, it, it was bizarre. Speaking of the Mets though, Brendan, you live in New York. What is the state of the New York uh, mindset New York. right now? Uh, you have the Mets who. Spent all this money. I think I was trepidatious when they brought in Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. I said, these are two guys who are on the cusp of, who are on the doorstep of 40 years of age. Um, the last time we had Shaw Scherzer before he signed with the Mets, he was not able to make a start for the Dodgers in the postseason because he had dead arm. Justin Verlander was coming off a Cy Young year, coming off a World Series. <laughs> but at the, 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 the money they put into it, I thought that was overshooting the mark. They gave him three years instead of two, which was only what Houston wanted to give him. They have since traded both of them. Uh, And the Yankees are potentially not going to make the postseason for the first time since 1992. Brennan, fun fact, I was not born in 92. Uh, Nine games back. Earth. So uh, what is the state of New York fandom right now? So it's interesting because uh, with New York, the Yankees are obviously the big dog. Uh, and so there's a lot more people vocal about the Yankees, like whether it's upset or whether it's angry or whether it's uh, we'll get it together, encouraged, like maybe maybe they can piece it together and figure it out. Brian Cashman, so on and so forth. The Mets are a different animal. So the Mets are very much. And this is the kind of fans that I dislike to a very high degree. They're very much like, well, the Mets being the Mets spent all this money and we can't get a win. Very like, um, what's the word? I'm like, disinterested, very uh, downtrodden. Y- yeah. And it's just like they don't, which is something that upsets me because I think you should go. And you and I have had this discussion. I think you should go into the season with your hopes high. Like, even if your team isn't the best team in whatever league it is, these are still professional athletes. Like, they're still good. And so it always pisses me off when people, like, play the odds and they're like, oh, we suck, we suck, we suck. And then the team will maybe be good or better than they expect. And they're like, oh, yeah, see, I knew it. I knew it. And I'm like, fuck off. Like, I think of a fan as, like, a ride or die. Like, I'm going to root for this team no matter what. And it's very disheartening when... You see the Mets fans because they're always just like, yeah, we're the Mets. We suck, but whatever. And it's like, then if they're good, you don't deserve it. You don't deserve to be good then if you're going to talk like that about your team all the time. Um, so that's that's kind of the state. New York Yankee fans are very much the the aggro, like, 
we got to fucking get it together. And Mets fans are just like, well, we're the Mets. So it's very much little brother syndrome. But that makes me mad because, like, if you're in a relationship and all you do is talk shit about your girlfriend or boyfriend or significant other, and then, like, they decide to leave you, I think teams should be able to leave fans. That's what I think. I think if all you do is talk shit about your team, it shouldn't be your team. You wouldn't do that with anything else. You wouldn't do that with a brother or a sister or a significant other or a family member or an animal. You wouldn't just talk shit about it all the time, but it's still yours. So if you talk shit about your team all the time, it shouldn't be your team anymore. You should be relegated. I I don't stand by these opinions. <laughs> I know you don't because you're one of the guys where you're like, ah, we're not going to be that good this year. I'm not one of those guys. I'm not one of those guys. I don't know. Your teams are always so good, but I'm assuming you'd be one of those guys where you'd go to the bar and if you lost, you'd be like, yeah, well, what would you expect? Where I'm the guy at the bar like, what the fuck? Look, Brent, uh, look, I'm the guy who, have I ever told this story? One time the Eagles were losing a game. I had to have told this story. The Eagles were losing a game to the Cowboys. Ask Dan. We got to ask Daniel. Uh, (laughs) I think, did Tony Romo get hurt in this game? And I don't remember. It was years before Dak. And the Eagles couldn't fucking figure it out. And I, I, t- I had a metal bat. Oh, I God. I had a, uh, we had like a, a spare room at the time. And I took it and I just started beating the fucking uh, mattress in there. Because I was so frustrated that we couldn't convert a first down. I think Sean Lee also got hurt in that game. Oh, he, he couldn't gets convert hurt. like a uh. first down. I was like, what the fuck is happening? So, See, I always I took you this. as like the the cool guy who's always just like, yeah, like if he throws a pick, you're just kind of like, well, he's not that good, so whatever, you know. Like, I always just imagine you being like the cool guy. I didn't even tell you how I lost my voice. <clears throat> I lost my voice this weekend. I figured that was Fulham. coming in soccer corner. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I was that. All right, that well then I rescind. I rescind my previous accusation that you were not a diehard fan. I I, I, I have, take uh, that back. I, you, you don't know how upset I was when the Miami Hurricanes lost to fucking Middle Tennessee last year. I know. To the point where I can't stop bringing up the fact that we lost to Middle Tennessee last year. (laughs) You do know the fans I'm talking about, though, right? I'm aware of the people you're referring to. I just don't I don't appreciate the fact that then when the team's good, they're like, yeah, I've always been a Mets fan. I have a jersey. I think I but but I think there is a healthy level of shit talking to your team because if everything's oh, yeah. all roses, then you have the oh, fucking angels. You like, should have seen me last year during the playoff game when I left mm-hmm. the bar after the third interception. And then I went to, this is when Savannah and I were still together and I went to go see Savannah and I was standing at the restaurant waiting for her. And then we fumbled the kickoff and I literally turned to her and I go, I'll see you at home. And I walked out. <laughs> yeah, there so, yeah, is a lot like, of shit talking. Uh, no, so. but it's just, I, it's not even the shit talk. Cause like sometimes in a relationship or whatever, you get in fights. Like I get in fights with my family members. I'm sure you do too. And it's like, that's not what I'm talking. Like if I get pissed off uh, while I'm watching a game and I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this team? That's not what I mean. What I mean is just the disinterest, like the disdain for your team being like, well, we always suck. We suck. We suck. We suck. And then all of a sudden they're good. And you're like, I've always been a fan. I've been here from day one. And it's like, shut up. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's give and pull. There's give and take. Yeah. I mean. That's true. It's give and take, man. But all right. Uh, enough quick. of baseball. And you'd be surprised how quick. And- quick! Name it hits. Quick hits. Uh, quick hits. The quick hits. The quick hits. Uh, WNBA season is coming to a close here. We got about two weeks until uh, the playoffs begin. It just the started playoffs. when we went on summer break. Uh, there's only 12 teams. Oh, okay. how, how long do you want the season to be? The season's long is actually season? longer this year. They added a couple more games. What was it two months, three months? Uh, I think like three, four months. Because yeah. we still have the postseason. It's gonna run into the start Got of it. the NBA season. NBA season. Um, so yeah, uh, the Las Vegas Aces are the number one team right now. Thirty wins, six losses. Uh, but they lost the Commissioner Cup, the second year of the Commissioner Cup, to the New York Liberty. Uh, Brianna Stewart has been on a tear this year. Uh, actually, How do they the have Aces, seven losses? Uh, New York Liberty is a super team. I know, um, but everybody has every dog has their day. They lost the first game of the season, actually. Oh, um, 
The Aces, Asia Wilson, had a 53-point game last week against my Atlanta Dream. We'll get to them shortly. The Connecticut Sun, despite losing one of their best players, Brianna Jones, are number three in the league. Uh, Alyssa Thomas has been on a tear this year. She had her 24th double-double a couple games ago, um, thus becoming the player with the most double-doubles in a season, passing Tina Charles's record. Um, I do, again, want to say they've added games this year, so... Some of these new records that are being broken. Let's add context. Uh, not to say that it's not a great feat, but no context matters. Um, the That's Dallas Wings. Saying it's not a great feat. No, it's a super huge feat, but without the context, it's just like, oh my gosh, she's having the most amazing season ever to have been had. And it's like, yeah. well, I mean, I think if Tina Charles had the extra couple games, she it, it would be more of a competition. Um, but Brennan, number four, your Dallas Wings My are Dallas currently Wings. sitting at fourth place, the last team with a winning record. Um, and then the Minnesota Lynx, who started off the season 0-6, climbed all the way to the number five seed. Then we have the Washington Mystics at number six seed, even through all their uh, injury woes and turmoil with Elena Deladon, who's been on and off all year. The Shikara Austin had got hurt at some point. Natasha Cloud missed some time as well, but they've uh, uh, cemented themselves in the playoff picture as of right now. My Atlanta Dream, the young upstart after making that trade for Alicia Gray in the offseason, bringing a couple people in throughout the year, have cemented themselves as a seven seed. Brennan, been to two games this year since I'm back in the city. Um, Went to, saw Brittany Griner. Saw Brittany Griner play. That was cool. and yeah, that was on like a Tuesday. I had to make a trek out there. Uh, and the Los Angeles Sparks currently are battling for the final seed with the Chicago Sky. The Sparks have had a tumultuous season. They've had players out for extended periods of time. Leisha Clarendon had a, I think she had plantar fasciitis. Um, she was able to make her way back. Lexi Brown, who started the year off hot, has had an injury, that has had an illness that has kept her out for most of the year. Um, uh, Janae had a knee injury that's kept her out for a the better part of the season. So it's been really up and down for the Sparks, but they are currently, uh, what a game and a half above the Chicago sky. Uh, the storm are eliminated from the postseason, but that was to be expected. Uh, after, uh, Sue Bird retired and Brianna Stewart left, it was a rebuilding effort. Jewel Lloyd has been putting on a display, but the team just isn't up to snuff. And Phoenix, um, even with the return of Brittany Griner, uh, their coaching situation has been abysmal. Um, they fired their coach that started the season midseason and then elevated an assistant. Their coach from last year left to go to, I'm pretty sure, the Liberty, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Skylar Diggins has been wanting to come back to the team, but there's beef, residual beef from last year, and she has not returned to the team. They didn't decide to trade her at the deadline. Uh, It's been a tumultuous season, um, a chaotic season, and then you have Brittany Griner trying to reintegrate herself to reacclimate to the team and basketball and the states and freedom and everything on top of that. Uh, Diana Taurasi did get 10,000 points, the most points ever scored by a player in the W, and she's been adding to that since. Um, the Indiana Fever currently are, aren't are out of the playoff picture, but they aren't in the playoff picture. Uh, unfortunately, their number one pick, Leah Boston, just suffered a thumb injury, so I think that's going to pretty much put a damper on their efforts to try to make the postseason. But that is it for I wanted to ask you real quick. Go for it. Um, Brianna Stewart, Sabrina Inescu, and then who's the third one that they have that was a MVP? Uh, MVP. Well, Sabrina Inescu's never been the MVP. Or you know what I mean. Um, John Quill Jones was a former. John Quill Jones. That's it. And they also brought in Courtney Vandersloot, champion, two years removed, um, to play the point guard proper. Inescu was like a super high pick, though, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah, they move. They effectively. Yeah, she was the first round. Yeah, she's the first pick. Yeah. Yeah, she was the number one pick. You you said the words also. Who was the other former MVP? I know what I said. I meant who also was another big, highly touted, super duper hot player. Um, All right, moving on. 
right. <laughs> uh, into the soccer corner, Brennan. Uh, we had the Women's World Cup. We don't have a sounder first. for this. It's still, still right? I know. I said I was going to work on it. I never got around to it. I got I, I to gotta do something. That's the Royal Garden music. I would say soccer lives in other places. Uh, <laughs> so we had the Women's World Cup. Brennan, uh, 32 teams in the field this time. It got extended for the first time in a long time. Um, so, yeah, it was... It was a very fun, rousing tournament. Uh, we got to the knockout stages. The U.S. got knocked out in the first round of the knockout stages. It was. We won the last one, right? We won the last. We had won the last two. Um, and then we lost this one because the coach was bad. Uh, we no favored, identity. No identity. We, had, we favored a lot of our older players who we probably should have. Mr. Thompson supposed better. to be a prodigy. Sat on the bench. Now, now you want to get me started? I asked you after they got eliminated. Do you want to talk about it? You didn't want to talk. No, 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 no. We're, you're right. You're right. I said no. <laughs> um, but yeah, you had several prodigies on this team that you just didn't play. You just didn't bring them into them the game. The, yep. They on never the the touch. You know, who the played grass Rapino. Rapino played. They never step foot on the grass at all. Who makes the substitution? right before penalty kicks in the 119th minute. We just saw how that worked out for the England men in the Euros when both of those oh, players yeah, ended up just missing happened. goals. And then you just did it with your team bringing in Kelly O'Hare and Christy Muse. And Kelly O'Hare shanks one over the goalpost. It's like, what are you doing? Why would you wait to have your substitutions? Don't get me started on Vlaco. Vlaco, thankfully, his... Uh, I think he got fired or resigned or whatever the fuck. Immediately, almost. Uh, no, it took way too long. It took like a Did week. Did it? It took a week. And that was oh, okay. a week too long. I wanted him fired. I wanted him Lane Kiffin, fired at the airport. On the plane. Not even on the plane. Do it before on the tarmac. we fly back. Yeah. yeah. Fire him on the tarmac. He can find his own uh, travel plans to get back. Can I be but, honest uh, with you? Just as real quick. Good. To that point. Um, I got the new Madden and I've been playing franchise mode and I've been cutting and trading players away if they have one bad game. So oh I understand gosh, that. You're the worst. Like literally, um, like I'll be playing on all Madden and I'll throw like two picks and I'm like, get rid of Trevor Lawrence, bring me somebody else in. I'm just kidding. I would never do that. But uh, I get that. I, I get that feeling to be like, fire him at the airport. Huge shout out to a listener who not only did she stop two penalty kicks, she also made a penalty kick. Uh, she deserved a lot better from the coaching from the people who were out there also doing the penalty kicking. Um, yeah, so this was a wild tournament, man. You had uh, people who everyone thought was going to be a potential winner just get eliminated left and right. Shout out to Jamaica. Oh, sorry, just hit my mic. Shout out to Jamaica for making it to the round of 16. Haiti, uh, who I was rooting for, had three really good efforts. Um, but alas, they, they came up short. Uh, home team Australia one of the two home teams in Australia made it all the way to the semifinals before losing to England and in the in the semifinals we had four teams who had never won the tournament um, we had Spain Sweden Australia England uh, Sweden lost to Spain 2-1 England beat Australia 3-1 after it was 1-1 after Sam Kerr had one of the most beautiful goals I've ever seen from distance to equalize it. And then after that, England got two up on them uh, rather quickly. And then Spain beat England 1-0 in the final. Um, a, a epic final battle there. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about the fall off after that, of that, in the walk-off. But in the meantime, the Premier League is also starting again, folks. The Prem! Fulham is 2-0-1. I think we have... No, no, sorry. We're 1-1-1. Sorry, that t draw felt like a win. I keep messing that up. Um, but we won our first game against Everton. Everton, who is for sure going down. <laughs> uh, and then we uh, lost to Brentford. Um, got sent down to 10 men. Uh, the refereeing and the amount of double yellows and red cards this year has been egregious all over. 
there's been new rules implemented and some of the referees obviously don't understand what the heck they're supposed to be doing. Uh, but yeah, we went down to 10 men in that game. Also, it was the, the game where Mitro was not dressed. Nobody knew what was happening. There was allegedly an injury, but it was the culmination of the summer turmoil where he was leaving. He was not leaving. He was leaving. He was not leaving. And he eventually left. Um, he left. That was his final day with the club prior to. Um, and Which is sad because we just, cause we just looked out of flux. <laughs> Yeah, and then the, like that's how you're gonna go out. Like you were one of, but you you told me a long time ago when I first got into soccer, you Can't said get don't get attached. Can't get attached. Uh, he was a talisman for five years. Uh, he serviced the club well, helped us get promoted a few times, helped us stay in the Premier League last year. Had the fire, had the passion. Um, but without Mitro, do you think we stay up? Uh, yes, I think. Um, and the. Uh, to the next game, to the most recent game, where I lost my voice. Uh, this is a game where you could pencil in a loss, the top five, top six club. Uh, we just lost our best player. You know, we're going through all this. And we start the game off with a goal. Brandon, I was in Jacksonville, as I told you. There's a yep. Fulham bar in Jacksonville. I don't know if you're aware. It's called Strings. Um, it's in the downtown-ish area. I was not uh, aware. I walked in. I walked in. Into the bar, me, my lady, my buddy who's a Man City fan, and his wife, Sam. Uh, we walk into the bar, and Andreas Pereira is making a goal. Unreal. Unreal. That's cool. Real. So, but then after that, we gave up one goal, a bad penalty from Kenny Tete. And then one of the most bizarre plays I've ever seen a guy is literally holding his head on the ground. The referees don't stop play. And then Arsenal gets just a free goal effectively because it was one of our center backs. Uh, so now we're down 2-1. And then after that, that player ends up in a situation where uh, he gets a second yellow. First yellow shouldn't have been given. He gets a second yellow. We're down to 10 men. Uh, we make a couple substitutions. And in the 87th minute, we get a corner. And Harrison Reed delivers the ball, services the ball to the box. And Jao Polina, the man, the myth, Jao. my one of my favorite players. The man plays with so much passion, so much vigor, and so much reckless abandon, uh, but in a controlled way. He's controlled chaos in a way. Uh, he makes. Yeah, we've all heard the Mighty Ducks three speech. <laughs> I couldn't remember if you told me. Uh, he makes a goal in the 87th minute to tie the game up two two. And that's where I lost my voice because I started just hugging people, high-fiving folks. Just Everyone was in on it, even though your buddy doesn't even root for Fulham? Uh, yeah. Well, they weren't, they weren't going crazy. Uh, and one of my buddies who ended up coming later is an Arsenal fan, so got to rub ah. his nose a little bit. But, no, I just started hugging random people. I hugged one of my buddies, but then there the other contingent of Fulham fans there. I just ran over there, and I'm high-fiving people. We're hugging. We're laughing and smiling. That's what it's joking. about. That's, That's why we play about. the game. That's why we show up, guys. So... But yeah, no, I, th I think uh, we're making some moves. Can uh, Tony's finally done with the AEW at Wembley, um, the stadium series or whatever. So he's finally uh, crossing the T's and dotting the I's on some of the transfers that we've been looking at for a while now. Uh, we have a Carabao Cup game today against Tottenham. We'll see how that goes. A what cup Upset. game? Carabao Cup. Um, Does that um, count? Is that a real game? Uh, it's a cup game. It's the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup are the two cups that are Got concurrent it. throughout the season. Okay, so it, it won't first. affect us in the table. Yeah, it won't affect us in the, the actual Premier League standings, but another trophy that we could potentially go to. Speaking of, Inter-Miami, who got messy, went on a seven-game winning streak in the League's Cup uh, to secure that in, in penalties. They held it down against Nashville SC. Um, Messi has been undefeated in the games he's participated in. He scored in every game except one. Uh, and in that game, he had two assists. That was in another cup game, the U.S. Cup, um, the Lamar Hunt U.S. Cup, uh, which was established in 1914 somehow. Don't ask me how. 
so yeah, Inter Miami is in an uphill battle in the MLS standings right now. They are dead last. Not are they dead last? Because they just had a win in the actual game proper. Um, but they're coming, they're they're ways down, let's just say that. And they have to make a herculean effort to get their way back up. And in that time, there will be an international break where they won't stop playing games, but Messi will be away because he's gonna be trying to help Argentina qualify for their next World Cup, which he won't be a part of, but he's still a part of the um He's like not a part of, but he's a part of. He's he's a part of the 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 uh, the federation, but the he's not right, going yeah. to play in the next World Cup. In four years, he won't play, but he's going to help them qualify, help some of the younger guys get acclimated, and uh, you know, shepherd them, shepherd the next generation, so to speak. Um, so he might miss time for that, but we got an uphill climb to get to the seventh spot, and that will be very interesting. It's been very fun to watch those League Cups games, uh, the U.S. Cup game, and the game they had this weekend against uh, the New York Red Bulls. So that is interesting. That is the end of your soccer corner. Bum, 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 bum. Now it's time for the walk-off. Uh, Brennan, it's been a while. It's been a while. Brennan, can you been tell me how, how long we've been going so far? Right now we are at 56 minutes. It is Ooh-wee. at 10.09. Look at that. That is perfect. I wanted to get a nice tight hour, and I think I might reach it. So what I wanted to talk about was equity in sports. Uh, with the Women's World Cup, we got to see a lot of things that were... Bizarre, unfortunate, confounding, confusing, and it just shows you the uphill battle that some of these women have to deal with, uh, that the men don't have to deal with on a, not that the men don't have to deal with at all, but not as frequently, on a frequent basis. So, I'll get to Spain in a second. Zambia, Zambia's head coach was, uh, the players contacted their federation and FIFA, and there was an investigation of sexual misconduct, sexual harassment. He was not let go. He ended up coaching the team into, this was prior to the World Cup, he ended up coaching the team into the World Cup, and then on their final practice, prior to their final game of the group stages, the players again complained that he did some untoward things at their during their final practice, and he's not been let go. The uh, head of the Haitian Federation, uh, not the coach, but the head of the Federation was banned for a bit of time by FIFA, uh, but was reestablished from the within because they didn't want to let him go. Also because of misconduct and uh, sexual misconduct with players and some players of the under division. So minors. Uh, then you have what happened with Spain after they win the World Cup. There, the head of their federation grabs Jenny um, Jenny Morales. I can't remember her name right now. Jenny Mendez. Sorry, Jennifer Hermosa messed up. Um, grabs her by the head, gives her a kiss, and then after the fact, goes into the locker room. Not 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 that that wasn't bad enough. Did that in front of the world, literally the world, just kissed one of the players, uh, then goes into the locker room and while everyone's celebrating, makes a declaration, we're all going to Ibiza and you're all going to watch me and Jennifer get married. And it's like, OK, obviously this is over. Uh, you're overstepping your bounds. Just incredulous. Uh and you're making this player feel in uh, marginalized and uh, separated, and it's just wholly unnecessary. Um, some of the other things prior to that, Spain already had issues because of, I don't know the exact number, 15 players, that's what it is, 15 players withdrew from playing for Spain 
because of the actions of the coach and the actions of the head of the federation. Since the uh, since the co the head of the federation has chosen not to resign. Everyone thought he was going to resign on Friday, and he effectively did the Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not leaving. Uh, and since then, the entire coaching staff, but not the head coach, has resigned. Um, all the men and the women player have signed petitions saying that they will not represent the country as long as he is in charge. Um, so let's see how that goes. Canada, who won uh, the Olympics, we're going into this World Cup and people thought, you know, they had a real opportunity here, but they were waiting for payments that had just not come. They they after winning the Olympics, they were supposed to receive payments because you're you're playing the game, you know, you get paid as an international player, and they were just not properly compensated. So they were fighting for equal rights going into fighting for equal compensation going into the World Cup and did not make it past the group stage. Same thing with France. Jamaica had to crowdfund uh planes that to crowdfund money to get transportation to go to the World Cup. South Africa had to uh, they were fighting for payment equality. England, same thing. Nigeria, same thing. South Africa, same thing. There was so much good that came from the World Cup, but there was so much revealed during the World Cup. I believe Colombia also had a similar situation. Um, these teams, these players fought through all this adversity, all this inner turmoil, all of these external factors and still performed at the highest level. Colombia made it to the, uh, I think they made it to the quarterfinals for the first time ever. The first time ever they made it out of the group stage. Um, you had so much debutantes, first time teams that were in because of the expanded field um, who had to overcome such odds. Haiti could not play on home soil for the past two, three years because of uh uh, the president being assassinated, I believe, a year or two ago, earthquakes and hurricanes and everything. So they hadn't even played or practiced on their home soil. Um, you had so much. You had these women go through so much, and then to not probably to not be properly accommodated, to not be properly compensated, um, but still be asked to perform and perform for your country that doesn't look at you on equal footing. That's what the fight for equality is. It's sad, it's heartbreaking, and it needs to be better. Boom. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. All right, Brandon, where can we find you? You didn't think you'd get there. Come on, man. We're at like 104 now, baby. Ah, dang it. At Brennan T Comedy on all social media, BrennanTComedy.com. Check out the one man show. Uh, if you're in New York, I've got stand up dates coming up. I will be at the stand uh, September 7th. I will be at Greenwich Village, Com or excuse me, Broadway Comedy Club October 14th. I will be in Philly October 6th and 7th. Um, check it out, Joe. All right. You can check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorville, you can check out my website whenever I get it up and running at uh, your joedorville.com. It was up, it was down, it was up, it was down. I, I keep need, meaning to get around to it, but then other things keep coming up. Busy man, busy man. Uh, I don't think I've ever been able to say this. Check out the documentary I'm working on, documentary short and film I'm working on. But you're primarily, if you go to the website, you're donating to the doc, basically. Uh, loadedforbeardoc.com, loadedforbeardoc.com. Um, doing a really cool thing with uh, Anderson Cowan, who are you flying out there? Reason. Uh, what for December? Definitely not because that's the day after my birthday. Um, no, I'm I just I didn't fly. know if if you were flying out there for any reason. Because if you're flying out there for any reason at all, I'll meet you in Atlanta and we'll fly together. Oh, uh, October potentially, I might be oh, flying out there. That's um, inconvenient. <laughs> it's like a month I, away. I know. Um, but it's for the, uh, if we get everything booked for the short, uh, Anderson wants me to come out and try to see what we can do for that. Okay. Um, loaded yeah, for loaded bear, bear. Doc .com. 
Exactly. Check out all of our social media. Just Google Loaded for Bear Doc on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. I don't use Facebook, so we're not. It's a great cause. Presence. It's not that great. Um, it's a great cause. It's a great. Uh, it's a great. Um, words escaping me. Brain losing oxygen. <laughs> It's a great. It's a great uh, cause. It's a great venture. It's a great uh, endeavor. endeavor. Endeavor, I think is the word. Um, concept. No, it's a great there concept. There it is. I was gonna say, if you found the word, you would be like, <laughs> "Yeah, <laughs> it's a great concept." Uh, Anderson yeah. had this idea. He had this thought and idea way back when when he initially wrote the script, and he called me, and then we did some digging. You're working some, with uh, IDD actors, correct? Yeah. Did some research, found this this troupe that he's basically been a part of for better part of two years now, two to three years now, and um, yeah, things are things are coming to a culmination here. Um, Our Joe, he's growing up so fast. So yeah, uh, and you have oh, check out all the other shows on the new low network. Mm-hmm. What happened? You no, have. I'm not talking about that yet. That's, that's not why I didn't bring it up. <laughs> um, uh, check out all the other shows on That's a new network. Uh, a new just low. call me Spain. Check out who does a podcast. Uh, a lot of fun things. A lot of great episodes with all those guys. Um, so yeah. Oh, Brent, are you coming? To, I'm gonna ask you this live on the air. Are you coming to Denver? No, I can't. I already talked ah, to Greg. Dang. Yeah, one okay. of my very close friends is getting married just upstate. I, I can't even oh, go to that. Oh, dang. That's absurd. Yeah. Oh, you can't go to that either? No, one-man show uh, and the move and everything decimated oh. your boy. We'll be back. We'll be back, though. But the priorities. I had to get back into the studio for ex-drinking buddies. Certain things took precedent as far as money, so I can't afford to go on trips right now. But after the, after the holidays, the kid is back. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, that's back right, to lighting money on fire. Back to lighting money on fire after the holidays. And that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. Huge shout out. Miles Jack retired. He was not down. 